Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 5. In this week's episode, our question of the day is how do you run a background check? But before we do a deep dive on that question, let's take a quick look at what's happening around the nation. On January 1st, Colorado's sweeping Equal Pay for Equal Work Act takes effect. The state's Department of Labor and Employment just released the final rules of implementation. Among other things, the new law will require that postings for all open jobs or jobs being filled by promotion be made available to your Colorado employees. Not just positions available in Colorado, but any position available anywhere in your company, nationwide or even worldwide. So, if you have Colorado workers and a position is available anywhere in your company, you must post the position so that your Colorado workers are aware of the opening. Even if the Colorado employee is unqualified for the position, for instance, an opening for a CFO, they must be provided with a posting of the position. Additionally, the posting must contain the compensation or salary range and a general description of all benefits and other compensation, such as commissions, signing bonuses, etc., available with the job. The only exception is that you don't need to post compensation and benefits information for jobs with a fixed location outside of Colorado. But with the ongoing advent of remote working, Keep in mind that remote jobs that could be performed in Colorado are subject to both the posting and compensation posting requirement. So as an employer, what are your next steps? Well, if you have even one employee in Colorado, thoroughly review the law and its requirements. You might want to engage the services of an HR pro or employment attorney since the requirements are a bit of a thicket. Think about adopting an internal mechanism for providing posting information. I suggest an HR portal or intranet. Otherwise, you'll have to get everyone a paper copy of all postings. Look carefully at the positions in your company to determine which might be subject to the Colorado guidelines. And finally, review or establish a job posting process that complies with the new requirements. Now, on to the question of the day. So, you found a great candidate and you want to check their background just to be on the safe side. Hmm, background check. Wondering when and how? Wondering what a background check is? 
Today, we're going to focus on employment background checks, what they are, how to get one done, and what to do if it comes back with a negative result. On a national level, background checks for employment are managed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or EEOC. They ride herd on all things discrimination, harassment, etc. And anytime you use information from a background check to help you make a decision about hiring someone, well then, you have to comply with federal laws protecting candidates and employees from discrimination, and the EEOC enforces those laws. There are also a fair number of regulations about background checks at the state and sometimes local level as well. Now, I feel like this is a good time to have a chat about online searches. As an employer, just don't do them. I know there are a lot of sites that say you can check someone's background or record for free, but the downside of many of these sites is that you can't know for sure that you have the full and accurate picture. Generally, they look at digital public records, while a full background check will include national, state, and county level searches, as well as verifying identity, social security numbers, and sometimes even education. Full-service background checking companies use digital records as well, but they also use actual humans making phone calls and sometimes even searching physical records. That means they may even send someone to the county records building. And finally, when you hire an established background check company, you get the added benefit of knowing they comply with the various background regulations. Honestly, I have the same concerns about do-it-yourself background checks. You aren't an expert in this area, that is, of course, unless you run a background check company, and the likelihood you'll either not get all the information you need or accidentally take the wrong step and violate a regulation is really high. Why take the chance? So, what are those regulations? First up, make a conditional offer before you run the background. Now, the laws are different in different states, but in California, you can't ask an applicant about some pieces of their criminal history, not even on an employment application. Things like criminal charges that didn't end in a conviction are off limits. And since background reports often provide this type of information, it's better to just make a conditional offer of employment and avoid the possibility of getting dinged for a violation. A conditional offer is just like a regular employment offer, except it states that the offer is conditioned on receiving satisfactory references, which may include a background check. Next, there are a whole host of required notices and authorizations that have to happen before you run a background check. And for the most part, they have to be standalone notices. You can't bury some language in another form, and you can't combine the notices. They get to shine all on their own. Background checks fall under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. You know, that thing you hope will help you when you're fighting with your credit card company. Well, they cover background investigation notices too. You have to provide the federal and state disclosure notices, write summaries, and you have to get written consent from the applicant. Now, generally, your background check company will provide all of these documents to you for use with candidates. Just a call out, though, it's really important that you provide all these notices and get the consent before you run the background check. Now, what type of background check will you run? Oh, yeah, there are different types. In addition to criminal checks, you can do employment and education verification, 
driving record checks, identity verification, credit history checks, and almost everything in between. But the catch is the information you seek has to be related to the job duties. So if the job doesn't require the person to drive on the company's behalf, then you don't have a valid reason for pulling a driving record. And that applies to credit checks as well. I know a lot of employers want to run credit checks, but it's illegal in California unless you can demonstrate that the job has specific requirements. For example, the job is non-retail and involves regular access to a customer's date of birth, social security number, and bank or credit card information. So basically, if the employee will have access to all the info they would need to hijack someone's identity, then you can run a credit check, or if the person will have regular access to cash totaling $10,000 or more. Sure, there are other exceptions, like law enforcement positions and jobs with the Department of Justice, as well as certain managerial jobs. But for most jobs, it would be best to stay away from credit checks, because most jobs just won't qualify. So, you provide all the proper notices, get the consent, run the right background check, get the report back, and it turns out they found a hit on the criminal history. Now what do you do? I know what you want to do. You want to say, oh well, guess we won't hire that person then. But not so fast. You may have heard about a movement called Ban the Box. The name stands for getting rid of the checkbox that usually appeared on employment applications, asking if you have a criminal history. More generally, the movement advocates for expanding employment opportunities for people who may have a prior criminal conviction. Now, a number of states such as Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Illinois, and you guessed it, California, have adopted some version of ban the box. Basically, you're not allowed to simply deny someone a job just because they have a criminal history. You have to really look at both the infraction and the job duty requirements to figure out if the job will be impacted by the conviction. You'll notice I said conviction. You generally can't even consider anything that didn't result in a conviction or was referred to a diversion program. Convictions that have been sealed, dismissed, expunged, or eradicated are also off limits. You'll have to do an assessment of the findings and look at the nature and gravity of the offense and conduct, the amount of time that has passed, and the nature of the job. So, for example, if someone took a joyride when they were 17 and now they're 57 with no other criminal history and the job doesn't even involve driving, well, you wouldn't have much to stand on in rescinding their job offer. The process of doing the assessment is really by the numbers, but it includes very specific steps that you have to take in the proper order. I've included a link to the full ban the box process workflow in the show notes. It'll guide you through the steps you'll need to deal with a negative report. Now, it may seem like a lot of steps, but when you think about it, if you found a great candidate with a blemish on their criminal record, giving them a lifeline is the right thing to do and the law. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.